A couple of weeks ago, we were considering what it would begin to be like if we genuinely loved God with great effort. Last week, we were challenged to know and to contemplate God's love and learn to express, really it's reflecting God's love back to him and letting that be expressed to others. Knowing the depth of love that God has for us, which we sang about peace, our expressions of worship and obedience. And so we were also talking about how we develop this love and oneness with the Lord by having a daily or even a weekly retreat. So let's consider a few other ways in which we can really grow in our expression of love and effort as we sort of finish this little three-part sermon series. Today I want to focus on first intentionally walking with God. About every time this year neighborhoods begin to come alive as people are walking especially now that daylight savings time has begun. I know you didn't feel like it this morning, but this afternoon you'll be grateful for the extra hour of daylight. Before and after dinners, walkers will begin to don their sneakers and head outside, and they will begin the trek up and down the neighborhood. It's about this time every year that Kay and I begin thinking about maybe being motivated to exercise some and get a little bit more in shape, and we will take advantage of the extra daylight as well. Now, although walking individually is good, really walking with someone is even better. So we will often say, hey, you want to go for a walk? Or we'll ask some of our friends, "Uh, let's take a walk together. Uh, I often, when I'm talking to students or young adults, will say, let's go for a walk. There's something about doing that that brings out conversation. Walking with someone you love really makes the journey a whole lot better. It certainly makes exercise more palatable, if you will. Together, you can walk and talk and have encouragement for one another. You can laugh along the way. Sometimes the conversations are light and sometimes the conversations are very serious when you're walking. On the way, people will often share their experiences of joy or maybe even sorrow, just talking and walking together. While on a walk, you might even point out something that's really cool, something that's beautiful, something that is glorious unto the Lord, and you just point that out. People who intentionally walk together do so because they enjoy the company of one another. All right, we get it. Everybody motivated to go on a walk now? Well, in a way, that's what spiritual walking is. You just trail back through those thoughts for a minute. Spiritually walking with God is making a journey very specific with God because you love being with him. You share experiences with him. You talk about things that have brought you joy. You talk about things that have brought you sorrow. You stop along the way. You talk about things that are beautiful and glorious unto him. I mean, if you think about it, walking physically has a lot of spiritual connotation, doesn't it? So walking with God is important. Now imagine yourself literally walking with God, the Son of God, Christ our Lord. The disciples obviously literally walked with him and his followers did. And I can only imagine what the conversations would be like for them, the discoveries that they had while they were journeying and the fellowship that was so rich with their Lord as they're just walking through Galilee or maybe the city of Jerusalem or around the Judean wilderness or the valleys. 
One day you and I are going to physically walk with Jesus. One day we're going to walk with God on the streets that are paved with gold. What a day. What a day that'll be. But did you know that you can literally walk with God today by his spirit? Literally live your life day in and day out with him, walking with him, journeying with him. It's meant to be a walk in life that is very intentional and relational and transparent and expressive. It is living in alignment with the purposes of God, the walking in step with the cadence of his holiness and walking in the ways of his purposeful living. So let's remind ourselves that we enter into a relationship with God by his grace through faith in Jesus Christ and that we are spiritually born again, given a new nature by his Holy Spirit. It's what we were showing in the baptism this morning. Those four individuals had died to self. They've been resurrected new by the Spirit of God, and they are forever walking differently because of that. Walking by grace with Christ is truth and the wonder of the gospel. Just walking and journeying with him. Here's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 6, verse 4. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into his death. In other words, you and I have been immersed into the death of Christ. A moment ago, we lowered them into the water. And uh, there's something really cool about the baptistry that we have here. You can see them. It looks like a watery grave. Have you noticed that? They just plane out and then go down. That's a beautiful image spiritually of what is happening dead to self we've been immersed in the death of Christ he shares that death on the cross with us, uh, with us as we have shared our sin with him our sin was placed upon him now he says we were buried therefore with him by, ba by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father we too might walk in newness of life so everything that was communicated visually in that baptistry was communicated what spiritually had already taken place those people had died to self and been raised new in Jesus Christ and because of the power of the spirit who transforms them making them to be spiritually born from above they can walk in newness of life not because they've determined to do so but because God has provided it through the wondrous grace of Jesus Christ you and I can walk with God by the power of the gospel. Do you hear that? You and I can walk with God by the power of the gospel. Jesus makes us new and makes it so that we can chart a new journey with him. And so as we walk with God, our desires change. Our love for him grows more fully and deeply. And the more we walk with him, the more we love what he loves and the more we reject what he rejects and that rejection is the way of the world which is very much opposed to the way of God intentionally walking with God is powerfully transformative if you've got something going on in your life and you say I wish that wasn't in my life I wish I could get out of that addiction. I wish I could move past that sin. I wish that attitude wasn't prevailing. I wish that habit wasn't a habit any longer. Listen, the power is in the transformation of the gospel of Christ. And when you and I determine to walk in the power of the gospel, it brings transformation to us. 
It's you and me stop focusing on what we don't want in our life and start focusing on what we do want in our life. And what we do want is a love walking journey with God. Step in step with his spirit. Choosing to rise with him, to walk with him through the day and lie down with him at night. Choosing when we're rising and when we're going down, we have been and will be with God a walk and a journey with him, it's really transformative. I can't tell you the release that comes into life when we just purposefully walk with him, choosing to walk with God. So much of the godless attitudes and words and actions in us will dissipate as we deliberately walk with God and the power of his spirit and the truth of his word. So listen, my friends, I want you to hear this clearly. God wants to walk with you Amen. you ought to let that settle because the enemy is trying to hound you in a whole lot of different ways and he'll say something like this you know God is not really wanting to spend time with you God is sort of disappointed with you well if you had your act together God would want to be with you more often I want you to hear by the words of the truth of the gospel, God wants to walk with you. Me? In all of my failures, in all of my struggles, God wants to walk with me? Listen, God wants to walk with you. And he's made every effort that is needed for you and him to journey together. Walk with him. Spend time with him. Listen to him as he is walking with you. He wants to have that time with you. He not only wants you to be in an eternal destiny with him, he wants you to have the destination of heaven, but God wants to walk with you on the journey to heaven. The scripture is pretty clear about this, saying in Colossians chapter two, therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving that's the provision of Christ and he made it so that we might walk in him or Colossians chapter 1 walk in a manner worthy of the Lord fully pleasing to him bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God there is not a time in your life that you are just walking aimlessly you have purpose in mind. There's always an intentionality to it. It's either that you have a destination that you are walking to, or even if you're walking around, kind of meandering through the woods or downtown Gadsden, or you're just walking in general, you always have a return in mind. You're never walking aimlessly. You could be walking in the park or somewhere, but you know at some point you have a point you're returning back to. Walking without direction and destination is to be lost. So we get that, right? Nobody wants to be lost. I hate that feeling. Nobody wants to be lost where there's no destination or direction, but that same could be said true spiritually. This is what I want us to lock into. You cannot spiritually be aimless you have to be moving in a direction. 
You have to be moving in a way that you are going somewhere. And Christ has established the place for which you and I are to go. And the journey along the way is that sweet, rich, loving fellowship that he wants to have with us as we are walking towards the eternal dwelling with him. Allow yourselves to walk with purpose. The Bible instructs us how to walk with God, which requires something from God and something from us. From God, it's his presence and his truth. Our part, it's intentionality and obedience. And when those two lock together and they become in sync, then that walking journey with Christ is absolutely beautiful. So let's choose to walk with God. Everybody in the room today, Let's choose to walk with God. That means for some of you, you are just to begin your journey. You're taking the first steps of faith. And the first steps of faith are recognizing that you have sin in your life, that you are already distant from God, and the judgment of God is already upon you. That's the first step, just recognizing where you stand with God. You are eternally separated from him. But God came to you because you couldn't come to him. God sent his own son while you and I were yet sinners and he died for us that we might have hope. And the hope would be that our sin could be paid for and his righteousness could be gifted to us. And that's the second step, recognizing who we are. We recognize who Christ is and we take a step in faith to him. This is already step towards us. We take that step. Some of you, the journey is beginning today because you are taking that step of faith. Don't hold back. Take that step. At the end of the service, I'm going to encourage you to literally take a step towards this in faith. I've got a few guys that are willing and ready to pray for you and encourage you as you're making such a step of faith. I want you to move towards them at the end of the service and just say, today, I'm taking a step of faith in Jesus. Let them pray with you. Let them encourage you. You know what's going to happen? They're going to exchange phone numbers with you. You're going to be able to follow up with one another. And they're going to teach you how you can have a daily walk with Christ. Now, already your mind is trying to say, "Uh uh-uh, I ain't doing that. If I can just make it through this time, it'll be all right. No, no, no. This is not anything to be played with. Take the step. Journey purposefully. And you need to be warned that Just because some people claim to be walking with God does not mean that their destination will end with him. Suppose you set out to go to the Smoky Mountains. Anybody interested in that? You can kind of anticipate the crisp mountain air. You can smell the wood burning in a real wood burning fireplace in a log cabin. Can you see it? You can sniff Fanny Farkle from here, can't you? (laughs) You can just hold a candied apple right now. Well, let's say you get in the car and you let everybody know you're heading to the Smokies. And you're driving along and you believe you're heading towards the Smokies. But just along the way, in a few hours, you see a sign for a Bucky's. And you see some signs for boiled peanuts. And the southern pines turn into palm trees and you start to smell the salty air of the Gulf of Mexico. You have chosen the wrong direction. And you know the destination is not going to be right because along the way you are seeing signs that you are not on the right path. Now look, you can claim to be going to heaven, but look around you. Is there holiness in your life? Is there righteousness in your life? 
Is there a sign that God is walking with you because you have chosen in faith to walk with him? Is it evident that you are on the journey? Because if you're saying the whole way along the journey, oh, I'm going to heaven, I'm good, I've got God, but you're looking along the way and your mouth doesn't sound like one who belongs to God, your attitude isn't one like one who belongs to God, the holiness of the Spirit of God is not evident in you, you don't have a love for God, you don't have a love for his word, I'm telling you, the destination will not change just because you're talking yourself to a journey. Come to Jesus. Genuinely come to Jesus. He'll put you on the path. He'll chart the way. He'll walk the journey with you. Oh, will there be sort of bumps along the way? Sure. Will it be difficult? Absolutely. Jesus told us that up front. He said, this is not a broad path. This is a narrow path and few find it. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. The Bible says it this way, if we say we have faith with him, while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light. We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Oh, my friends, come to Jesus. Come to him. So walking in the light of Christ or walking in darkness is easily discernible. What pathway are you on? What is the pathway that shows evidence that the eternal destination is right? So intentionally walk with him. If you're gonna love him with effort, you and I are going to intentionally walk with him. Now the other two points are really sort of uh, support for that. I'll move through them very quickly. Seek time without worldly distractions. If you're going to walk intentionally with him, you've got to not be distracted. So to walk in the love and the way of God, we need to be disciplined and uh, contemplate his word and his will and then put it into practice. Now, engaging the word of God and the way of God is very difficult with the distractions and the busy and the noisiness of the world. Distractions in life, even if they're not sinful, can actually cause us to be unproductive and unfruitful, unfruitful spiritually. You know what the main distractions are? A five and a half inch screen you hold in your hand or a 70 inch screen that you've got hanging on your wall. There's nothing inherently evil about that, but the distractions keep us from walking often with God. I'm gonna ask you just outright, and I'm gonna ask Kay and me to do this as well. This week, would you consider a day or a time, a very specific time, in which we just do without these? Put them in a drawer, put them in a room somewhere, close it up, turn it off, whatever it takes, put the remote away, and just for a period of time or one day, whatever you're willing to do, just do without the distraction and just determine you're going to 
For this moment, exchange TV or social media or other electronics. Maybe it's an evening, maybe it's a day, whatever. You're going to exchange it for something that is very intentional as you are seeking to pull away from the distractions of the world and just focus on Christ. Now, what in the world are you going to do <laughs> during that time? Well, it doesn't always have to be this way, but it might be that you pick up your Bible and your journal and you just spend a little bit more time in His Word. Or it might be a little bit embarrassing, but you might want to just sing to him and pray to him. Or maybe it's just that God wants you to be productive to his glory. You know that God has made us as productive beings, right? I mean, we, we were made to work. Distractions often cause us to go recline, or at least on the behind <laughs> with the feet propped up. How about get up? And be productive and do it to the glory of God. Do, do something that you've been putting off and do it unto the glory of God. Serve somebody. Look for a way that you can serve somebody else and go towards that. Gather together and fellowship and disciple one another. Gather your family. Cook a meal together. Sit down at the table together for the purpose of loving and encouraging. Whatever it is you do, just put the distraction aside and just say, Lord, I want to walk with you in this and I want the distractions to go away for this period of time and I just want to exercise that I believe that that will be very fruitful time just one day or one block of time that you determine now you see in your handout I'm going to ask you what's it going to be if we're talking about walking intentionally that means you're going to have to make some plans right so what day is it going to be what time of the day will it be and would you be willing to share that with your family? You know what he was saying about the distractions and all? Maybe we ought to try that. Tuesday evening, 5 o'clock to bedtime. How about no electronics? And let's just focus on the Lord. Let's focus on each other. Let's, let's bake something and go give something. Let's cook a meal and invite some people in. Let's talk about Jesus purposefully muting the world for periods of time allows us to seek and delight ourselves in the word psalm 119 is a fabulous psalm how can a young man keep his ways pure by guarding it according to your word with my whole heart i seek you let me not wander from your commandments don't don't let me be distracted away from your word he's saying i've stored up your word in my heart that i might not sin against you so often Christians today are not memorizing God's word, they're not meditating on God's word, and it's because we are distracted. We've got a whole lot of other stuff going on and distracted from the way of God. Doesn't mean what you're doing is sinful, but we're just saying maybe there's something better. In my journey with the Lord, I want to be very intentional and I'm going to choose that. Last, in faith and joy, daily receive God's love, mercy, and portion. I've really been wanting to get to this passage because I've been excited about it over the last few days. Lamentations chapter three. Now, if you've read Lamentations, you have to get a box of Kleenex while you're doing it because uh, it is lamenting over the sin of the people. It's lamenting over the judgment of God that's coming and the prophet is just in anguish over that. But in this case, he is actually telling us about the hope that is found for those who have faith in him Lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 through 24 says this the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases <laughs> it doesn't mean 
that sometimes you won't doubt that. It doesn't mean that sometimes you won't have incredible, overwhelming hardship. It doesn't mean that the news is not bitter at times, and it doesn't mean that this life doesn't bite. It does. But listen to what the prophet is saying. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Would you just exclaim that to the Lord right now? Great is your faithfulness. No matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm experiencing, I'm just going to settle into this truth. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord. The Lord is my portion, my soul is saying. Therefore, I will hope in him. Now, I want you to be refreshed and revived in this passage. We've been talking about loving God with effort and recognizing the command of God is to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And of course, if you're like me, you fall desperately short of loving God fully. Our love for God is unstable. I'm just gonna be quite blunt with you. Sometimes my love for God is just fickle. I find myself finding it easier to love God when life is going well and not so easy to love God when life is immensely hard. I'm just being authentic before you. It's a struggle for me sometimes to be expressing and very intentional in my life of love for God. But what this passage is saying is that God is not like us. God is not like your father who at times doesn't show love to you when you are unloving and unkind and disobedient. God is not like that. God is a father whose love is said to be unending, whose mercy is always extended, whose portion is just keeping on coming. God is so incredibly different. In John chapter 14, verse 15, the Lord says that he links our love to our obedience. Now, if you've been thinking, I don't love God enough, how about obeying him? Well, I don't obey him enough, and Jesus is saying there's a link. There's a link between your love and obedience, and when you don't obey, it shows that you are struggling in love, all right? I'm just telling you, I struggle. And if you're honest with me, you struggle as well. But nonetheless, Lamentations chapter 3 says that God's love is steady and unceasing. Anybody want to say hallelujah to that? Because that's great news. God's love, catch this, God's love for us is not dependent upon us. Whew, that takes some pressure off. There's some relief there. If you, you have thought that you have to climb and claw your way to a point that you can finally say, I love you, God. Oh, no, no, no. God is already loving you before you even start the journey. The word translated for love in the Old Testament is a powerful word. It's from the Hebrew word hesed. It's a very covenantal word. It is a love word like no other MacArthur notes in your study Bible, if you have that, that the word is very comprehensive, meaning love, grace, mercy, goodness, forgiveness, truth, compassion, and faithfulness, all bound together in one word that gets simply translated in the English as love. 
So all of this steady and unending love and grace and mercy and forgiveness and truth and compassion and faithfulness is from God. It's all directed from God. God's mercies are new to us every single morning. Now, one good thing about this time change beyond just having an extra hour of sunshine in the morning is that I get to see the sun rise in the evening. I get to see the sun rise in the morning. And this morning as Kay and I were driving in, the sunrise was absolutely glorious. I said, okay, look at the sunrise. She said, I looked at it, it just about blinded me. It's so bright this morning. Do you know what happened when the sun was rising this morning? According to God's word, the mercies of God were extended. If you thought yesterday was a rough day and you burned them all up, you thought you extinguished the mercies of God, if you thought that his full measure was depleted because of anything that's gone on in your life recently, I got good news for you. With the rising of this day came the mercies of God being extended all over again. Jesus is just pouring them out. He's just offering them fully. There's not a morning that that doesn't happen. Every single morning, the mercies of God are rising. For those of you who have addictions, for those of you who have habits, for those of you who have repetitive sins that you, in your heart, so deeply want to move away from them, guess what? New mercies are extended today, and you can make it through this day with the full mercies of God. And if you stumble, if you trip, or you fall, good news for you, tomorrow mercies are going to be extended again. When you and I recognize that, then the chains that hold us, that bind us, that keep us from the journey that we long to have with God, when you and I recognize God's mercies are new to us every day, when we get that, then we'll say, oh Lord, I want to walk with you. I'm not looking back to yesterday, I'm looking to today. Because with the sun rising today comes your mercies, and I'm going to walk the journey with you today. And if I stumble and if I fall, I know that you're gracious, and your portion to me is full, and I'll be ready for tomorrow. Oh Lord, I want to walk with you intentionally. The freedom that God wants you to have, he provides for you in the power of his Holy Spirit. God's love for you is steady and unceasing, but God's mercies for you are new every morning and they are unending. His mercies are new to us. He will faithfully supply his mercies every single day. Now, if you thought, but Randy, my sin is too great or my life is too far gone, then know this, Jesus brings a fresh supply of mercy today. And if you're alive and you are breathing, then God's mercies are extended to you. So righteous living is trusting God for his mercies and his faithfulness and his portion every 24 hours. You want to walk righteously. I want to walk righteously. Then we bank on the 24-hour cycle of God's mercies. God's portions and God's grace so the Lord is our portion now as you know Lamentations is a book filled with pain and despair and failure and consequences of living in a sinful and broken world but the writer is telling us of the wondrous hope of the gospel that it is sufficient and powerful and present and it is for all those who will put their trust in him 
My friends, trust God daily for love and grace and provision, and he will enable you to walk in a steadiness of life like you've never experienced before. Perhaps there are some things in your life that you want to stop, or maybe there's some things in your life that you want to start. We'll call it a holy desist and a holy doing. Trust God for the portion of love and grace that is needed for you to do exactly what is in your heart to do. Trust him for that. God, I don't feel like it. I didn't do too well yesterday, but I trust you for your mercies today. I trust you for your grace today, and I trust you for the portion that I need today to walk in you. So listen to me, please. God wants to walk with you. Won't you walk with him? Block out some time so that you make sure the course that you're on is correct. Block out some time so that you can read and study and pray and sing and encourage one another in the ways of God so you can identify along the way if you're on the right path. Trust God to supply the mercy and the portion that you need for today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about next year. You're wondering how you're gonna make it through life with this or with that? Trust God for today's portion. He'll get you through today. All right, listen to me. Jesus made it real simple. He said, you ought to pray like this. Lord, give me this day my daily bread. He didn't say, pray that God will fill your pantry. He didn't say, pray that God will give you more than you need. He said, just trust him to be dependent for today. So you got something you're struggling with. There's a hurt, there's a pain, there's a habit, there's an addiction, there's a sin cycle. Trust him today for this day. Give me this day daily the portion and I trust you for that. And tomorrow, you can pray it again. And you can know that God is already going to be providing. Oh, Lord. Some in this room are struggling even now to wonder if it's true. By your spirit, who is truth? Impregnate them with that truthful life. And I pray, Lord, that we would have faith enough to believe in the daily portion for today, trust you for that, for your grace. And oh Lord, how the people in this room, I believe, want to walk with you. Some beginning the journey of faith, thank you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, drawing them to understand that conclusion of judgment that is already against them. Thank you for Jesus, who makes it that they can be set free from that judgment and walk in a righteous way. Thank you for your pouring out of faith. I pray that they would receive that and walk in it and forever be changed. The destination forever be new for them. And for the rest of us, Lord, I pray that we would not be distracted, but that we would be very intent to walk step in step with you. Help us, God, what a blessing it'll be. In the name of Jesus.